The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. You ever feel like you're going to the gym all the time, you're there every freaking day of the week, you're putting in all this work, you're sweating, you're this, you're that, and you're like looking in the mirror waiting for the changes to happen, waiting for the progress to be visible, waiting to see any of the return on investment for all of the work that you're putting in. If you're nodding your head yes saying shit, that was me this morning. This episode is for you. We're going to cover six things to think about while you are in the gym, six ways to really elevate your training and make the most of that time, not just for the 60 minutes, 90 minutes that you spend inside those four walls, but to really make sure that every single second of work that you put in during that time pays off tenfold for all the other hours of the day. So if you're there just going through the motions, this may call you out a little bit. And I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it does because in my opinion, there is nothing more frustrating in this journey to feel like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I'm putting in the effort. I'm showing up at the gym. I'm here every other day, but nothing is changing. And there's a very good chance if you are just willy-nilly going through the motions, you're on your phone, you're talking to so-and-so, you're not going to generate the results that you may be after. And if that's not what you're after, you're just there to have a good time and be a little social, so be it. Everybody's purpose for their time in the gym is entirely different. But I have a good feeling if you're listening to this show, it's because you want to elevate. You want to level up. You want to improve on your physique. You want to improve on the work that you're doing to make sure that it is, in fact, paying off. And we're going to dive right in. And a lot of these things are an accumulation of lessons that I've learned, hard truths that I've come to know through my own fitness journey with what actually needs to happen, what it actually takes to see progress during that lift, during that workout, during that training cycle, that training session, whatever it may be. And it also becomes very difficult when we start to see all of these individuals on social media posting their workouts. And a lot of them look very freaking good when they're doing it. So if we compare apples to apples and say, okay, well, this is what they're doing. This is what it looks like. I'm going to do the same thing. It's not painting the entire picture. So when Susie Q on social media has got a full face of makeup on her hair, totally done. And she's doing these glute kickbacks with this incredibly nice rounded ass. And you're like, shit, I want a really nice rounded ass. I need to just do this little glute kickback that looks like this. You're not seeing an entire 90% other side of the picture. Because maybe that individual is doing those glute kickbacks, but you have no idea to their training history and what it's taken them to actually grow the glutes that they're now showcasing. And I guarantee it's not coming from looking nice and pretty in the gym and just going through the motions. It's going to be hard. It's going to require work. It's going to be a lot more intentional than some of us may think it is. And if you guys ever see me in the gym, bless your soul, I am a sweaty freaking mess, as I feel like you should be, right? Your work needs to be there. It needs to be no questions asked when you're leaving the gym. Like I gave everything I needed to give in order to generate and yield the results that I'm after. And in my opinion, these six things, if you can do these six things every single time you step foot in the gym, you can think about each of these and check that box by the time you're walking out the door, you did everything you needed to do in order to make the most of that session. So number one of things to think about while you are in the gym is slowing down. 
slowing down. This was me calling myself out, my old self out, because I was the individual flying through my reps. You know, do 15 reps, 20 reps, this, that, up, down, do, do, do. I was jumping around the gym, bouncing around, if you will, and I loved it. And I think a lot of that came from my history as an athlete and just every movement that I did needed to be dynamic, needed to be fast, needed to be, you know, quick and, and explosive. But most of the time, if your goal is to build muscle, yes, there's a time and a place for things like squat jumps and explosivity and, and using those muscle fibers. But a lot of the time when you are lifting, slow the fuck down. Time under tension is a real thing as far as building muscle and seeing progress with your strength, with your physique, with your body composition. Think about when you are in the gym, how slow can I go? And a lot of times that is going to mean that you need to pick up a lighter weight because let me, let me paint you a picture here. You're doing your leg day, right? We're crushing legs because we all know we love a leg day and you're doing good old Bulgarian split squats. We love them. We absolutely love them, right? You've got 30 pounds in each hand and you are up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down doing 15 reps in a matter of 15 seconds on that left leg. Now, imagine you switch over to the right leg. You still have those 30 pounds in each hand, but you do your reps at a tempo of lowering down, pause at the bottom, coming up on a three, two, one, return to a stand. How many reps do you think you're going to be able to complete on that right side versus the left side? Not nearly as much. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. That right side is getting more work, seeing more progress by doing your reps like that versus just picking up the heaviest weight you can possibly pick up and banging out as many reps as you possibly can because that's what we need to do. Slow it down. Same thing like lateral raises. I always see this in the gym and I used to be, I watched old videos of myself the other day, guys. Ooh, did I cringe? And I think it's necessary. It's necessary to get to a place, a place in your fitness journey where you cringe at the old you. You cringe at the workouts that you used to do or the way you used to do things or your form from a couple years back. Like you should be growing and learning and improving as the years pass by, but only if you're intentional with wanting to improve and, and looking for those adjustments. So I watched this video of me doing lateral raises and I kid you not, I was like flapping my wings. It looked like I was trying to fly away from the gym, like fly away from that shoulder workout. Fuck this, I'm out. That's how fast I was going up and down, up and down, up and down with my arms with these dumbbells in my hands. Form was terrible. Yes, my shoulders were still burning. Don't get me wrong, but it was just, it was not it. Compare that to doing a lateral raise now. Again, dumbbells in each hand, you're coming up nice and slow. Maybe you pause for a slight second at the top. Then you're controlling the weight on the way back down. I could put five pound dumbbells in each of my hands, which is not very heavy, and burn the hell out of my shoulders, get a lot more effectiveness from that lift by doing it that way. So when you're in the gym, next time you're there, maybe if you're listening to this on your way to the gym, challenge yourself to slow everything down. And I'm not saying every rep, every set for your entire workout program needs to be on a three second eccentric and as slow as humanly possible, but challenge yourself to just be able to control the weight. And if you feel like you're losing control of it, right? I flung my arms up and they're dropping down to my sides every time I do a lateral raise, that weight is too heavy. Because if you're not able to control the weight for the entirety of the range of motion, 
you're not doing the exercise correctly. So when you're in the gym and you're thinking about your weights and you're thinking about what to do and you're thinking about the exercise, slow it down. Implementing time under tension for my workouts was arguably one of the best things that I did to actually build muscle. And don't get me wrong, it's a whole lot harder to do slow ass lateral raises. It's a whole lot harder to do slow ass Bulgarian split squats. But when you're doing it slow like that, and we always hear this term, right? Mind muscle connection. When you're doing it slow, the way it should be done, in my opinion, you're able to have a much stronger mind muscle connection. Because if you're repping out split squats, boop, 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 one after the next, your body's not worried about making sure your glute is firing, making sure you're driving through your heels, making sure you're activating your hamstring, making sure your core is engaged. You don't even have time to do all of that. You're already into the next rep. So when you're able to slow it down, you're able to implement time under tension your mind-muscle connection will drastically increase. And then guess what? The work that you're doing on that muscle, on that glute, so to speak, is, is enhanced. And then we see more progress and we get a little stronger. And then hopefully we work on our recovery. That's a whole other side of things. But time under tension, slowing things down, being able to really feel the muscle group that is working. And a lot of times that can only happen when we're not going at the speed of light. Second thing to think about while you are in the gym, in the middle of your training session, timing your rests. And this is to ensure, honestly, two things, that you are not under or overdoing it as far as your rests go. I have never in my life, never have I ever until probably this last year, and guys, I have been lifting for a long time now. I've been on my fitness journey for a long time now. Never have I ever actually paid attention to the amount of time I was resting. And again, there's two options to this. You will either A, underdo it or overdo it. And I was the chronic under rester. It's been about 32 seconds, time to hop back into my next set. It's been about uh, 17 and a half seconds. Yeah, I'm ready to go into my next set. I wanted to go, I wanted to move, kind of paying, uh, paying attention to what I said at first, but slowing down is my reps were really fast. My sets were really fast. I would cram as much as possible into the gym and just be bouncing around. <laughs> Burned a lot of calories, definitely swept my ass off. Was it in fact, effective to do what I wanted to do? No. Did I see any changes in all I wanted to do was build my leg muscles. I think I've talked about this on here before, but when I first started like giving a shit about lifting, I'm like, damn, I want some quads. I just want like some nice meaty quads, good hamstring sweep. Like that's what I want. And I would just fly around the gym, which again, burned a ton of calories for sure. Was that building my quads? Fuck no. So when it comes to timing your rest, again, I was the underdo it. I was not resting long enough. And the reason you actually need to pay attention to this, it is dependent on your goals. So if your goal is to build a little bit more muscle endurance, you're going to want smaller rest times. If your goal is to build more muscle strength, you're going to want some longer rest times. And that's just not, that's not for the sake of like, oh, you know, D said I need to rest longer. So here I am plopped up on a bench. Like your body actually takes a particular amount of time to regenerate the ATP, which is the actual energy in your cells, which gives your energy, which gives your cells and your muscles the ability to do the work you're about to do. So if it takes approximately three minutes for the cells in your muscles, in your legs to regenerate that energy and feel good again and feel ready again, it takes three minutes, but you're jumping into your next squat set after one minute, you're not going to be as strong as you possibly could be. You're not going to have as much energy as you possibly could be. You're not going to be able to push as much weight as you possibly could be pushing simply because you didn't give yourself that time to rest. And this even pays into, you know, rest days as a whole. I used to think neither here nor there who gives a shit about that. 
right? But those rest days are intentional. You're letting your body repair, recover, and get stronger and better for what comes next. Now, in a very small scale, that is exactly what you're doing in the two to three minutes between your exercises. So when it comes to supersets, yes, you want to limit the time that you're resting. You want to jump right into that next superset. Um, but between your actual sets, um, between set two and set three, you want to be resting. And the reason I suggest you guys time your rest, this doesn't need to be a whole scientific, whatever it may be. I have my Apple Watch is usually running on, on when I'm doing my workout. So I'll just peek down at it when I finish that set. So if I'm doing barbell squats and I re-rack the bar, I'm going to peek down at my watch. Right. If I'm on, you know, it's 8 a.m. and 32 seconds, I'm going to calculate in my head, you know, two to three minutes from that time. And I'm going to make sure right as that time is hitting, I'm, you know, getting ready to get right back up under that bar again. And without timing it, I would either A, jump back in way too soon and be too fatigued to be able to actually see benefit to that set, or I would find myself sitting on a bench, scrolling on Instagram nine times out of 10. I will get myself lost into some nonsense on Instagram or sending a text back or all of a sudden I'm switching playlists on Spotify. I look down at my watch when it was 8 a.m. in 30 seconds. It's now 8.12. I'm like, what? Where the fuck? What? Like time does not exist in the gym. You guys ever feel like you're just lost in there and you're like, it's been three hours? Like I trust me, I've been there sometimes. Time does not exist when you're in the gym. So when you are in between sets, time that shit out so that you have some self-awareness as to when your brain and your body are ready to jump back in to that next set. So that either A, you're pushing yourself to make sure that you're not sitting on Instagram for 12 minutes between your deadlifts, or B, you're not resting for 32 seconds and then expecting your body to go hit a PR because neither one of them are going to work. So as simple as look down at your watch, if you have your phone uh, nearby, just click the timer on that, let that thing run so that when it's approaching, you know, 90 seconds or two minutes or three minutes, um, you're able to be ready to get back into that next set. Third thing you want to think about when you are in the gym to make the most of that time is you want to put your compound movements first. For anyone out there who is writing up their own workouts or has been doing this for quite some time, but you're really kind of questioning, like, is this the most effective way to go about my workout? Put your compound movements first. And going a step ahead of this, even you want to make sure your workout is written up before you get in there. I guess this kind of goes along with, with this, this step. Step number three, it's a two-part step, guys. Step number three, A and B, write your workout up ahead of time because you do not want to be futzing around the gym. Oh, maybe I'll do a little of this. Maybe I'll do a little of that. Oh, shit, that machine's taken. I'll just skip that and come back. And then you forget. And then all of a sudden, it's been about an hour. And you're like, I didn't really get anything done. Okay, if that is you, write your workout out ahead of time. If you don't know how to write a workout out ahead of time, send me a DM. We can talk. But when you are writing your workouts ahead of time, put your compound movements first. Compound movements are things that require multiple groups of muscles to do some work. So a barbell squat, a barbell deadlift, uh, bench press, things like that that require multiple muscle groups to be moving some weight. Those are your compound movements. Those are the meat and potatoes of your workout. Then we've got things like accessory movements, things that activate smaller muscle groups or more isolated muscle groups rather. Those should be placed last. Now, logically speaking, why does this make sense? The compound movements are a lot more taxing on not just your body physically, but also mentally, also cellularly. It's a lot more taxing on both of your nervous systems during this time. So we want to prioritize that first. 
We don't want to be heading into our deadlift sets after we're already extremely exhausted from doing about a million dips, a million bicep curls, and about 55,000 lateral raises. And then say, okay, now's my time to bench. It's not that you won't be able to, but the weight that you would be able to move in that bench is going to be significantly less than if you had placed it first or near the top of your workout. And the reason we want to be lifting as heavy as we can be for these compound movements is they are going to generate the majority of the changes in the muscle development and your body composition as a whole, which is good. This means that you're actually seeing physical change from the work that you're putting in. So I'm not saying your squats need to be like dead smack at the top of your leg days every single time. Typically speaking for me, I will like to warm up depending if it's a like quad dominant day or more of like a glute hamstring dominant day. I will always do some sort of warm up sets on either the leg extension machine or the hamstring curl machine to just kind of get my body warmed up and ready, um, which is completely fine. But that does not mean I'm taxing the shit out of my quads doing leg extensions before I jump into, you know, my front squat sets. I may do two to three sets, kind of moderate weight, maybe a little higher reps, 15 to 20 reps to like get some blood flow to my quads so that when I go to front squat, they're not still sleeping from my night of sleep. They're awake, they're ready, there's blood flow, we're good to go. So that same kind of principle should apply. Make sure your body is warmed up, but then place those compound movements at the top of your workout. Okay, now you're in the midst of your workout, you're doing your thing, things are feeling good, you're moving on, you're doing what you got to do. Another thing to think about while you are in the gym is that your warm-up sets do not count. They do not count towards your total sets for that exercise. If your workout consists of three sets of squats, three sets of 10 squats, the first couple of sets that you do, and hopefully you are doing, to warm up your legs, to warm up your squats, do not count. So when a workout says three sets of 10, that actually could mean you're doing, I don't know, six sets of 10. Could mean you're doing two sets of 12, one set of eight, three sets of 10. Like it, it, those do not count. Your sets count once the weight you are lifting becomes heavy, not the first set that you do. And to go off of that, the first set that you do should not be heavy. If you're doing barbell squats, you should be warming up with just the bar. Then you should be adding on, you know, depending on your weight, maybe you add on 25s to each side, right? And you get a couple reps at 95 pounds. Then maybe you add, you know, a plate to each side. So you got 135 on the bar, you bang it out for 10 and you're like, not that out of breath afterwards. And you walk away from the bar saying that really wasn't that challenging. That is not your first set of 10. Your first set of 10 starts, maybe you add a 25 to each side and you're hitting 185 and you get, you know, six reps. Fuck, this is hard. Seven reps. God, it's slowing down. Eight, nine, that 10th rep is a real big struggle, but you get it up. That is set number one. You now have two more sets like that or heavier for that set of squats. And that is the way all of your workouts should progress. Now, the amount of warm up sets that you're going to need to do to progress to your heaviest lift in a deadlift is going to be substantially more and substantially longer than the amount of warm-up sets you're going to need to do for bicep curls, right? You may grab the tens, you may bang out a few bicep curls and be like, all right, I'm ready to jump up to my working sets for bicep curls are usually like 20s or 25s. Let's grab those and start. So you may get like one, maybe two warm-up sets for those accessory movements, but then everything else, those compound movements, you should be spending some time at that squat rack. You should be spending some time at that deadlift platform. You should be spending some time progressing the weight as you're doing, I don't know, barbell reverse lunges. 
because you'll also really challenge yourself or limit yourself depending on how you look at this. If you're looking at it as three sets of my top heaviest weight, every time you do a set, you're going to be looking to add the weight. You're going to be looking to add five pounds to each side. You're going to be looking to make it a little bit heavier. And then when it's real heavy for those eight reps of reverse lunges, you're like, all right, that's it. That was, that was the sweet spot. That was set number one. But if you're not looking at it like that and you do one set, you know, with like a moderate weight and you do your eight reps and it was like semi-challenging and you're like, your legs are tired, you'll count that as number one. But you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your progress a disservice. And unless you're thinking about it like this, actively thinking about it like this during your workout, you're going to be cutting yourself short. And I know that for a fact because I did it for years. And a lot of times the problem is that it's not that the lighter weight wasn't difficult because it was right? No matter what weight you choose for Bulgarian split squats, it's going to be hard. Even if you just do body weight, right? If I did body weight Bulgarians right now for 15 reps on each side, I'd be like, fuck, that was hard. But I could also do Bulgarians 15 reps on each side with 60 pounds in my hands and say, oh, that was hard too. See the difference there? Like it's going to be hard no matter what weight you choose, but make sure you're pushing yourself to find a weight that's actually challenging, not just capping yourself off at that first set that was like a little bit difficult. We're talking about an RPE eight or nine for these compound movements. You should be tired. You should be out of breath. You should be barely able to complete those last one to two reps. And that is set number one. You can then keep the weight there for the next set and then maybe push up a little bit more for that third set. If you've got it in you, it doesn't have to always jump up by 25 pounds or anything drastic, but that's how you should be counting your sets. So think about that next time you're in the gym because that will significantly elevate your training and significantly increase the stressors and load placed on your muscle to be able to actually generate a result and see physical changes from all the dang work you're putting in. Number five, and I love this mindset shift. And you guys know I had to throw a little mental, mental mindset shift in with these tips as well. So number five is the how do I make this harder mentality. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Nothing about your training should be easy. If it is easy, it is not doing what we need it to do. I always compare this to mathematics, right? When you are first learning addition, two plus two is hard. You got to think about it. You may even count on your fingers. Maybe you got to write it out. It's challenging your brain. But as you continue to learn math and you practice that two plus two equals four, your brain is no longer being challenged. Are you still doing math? Yes. Is it causing any changes? No. So if you're always using the same weight, are you still working out? Yes. Is it causing any changes? No. Okay. So the, how do I make this harder mentality? Actively thinking about every single set and rep and exercise you do. How do I make this more difficult? And this can come from a few different ways. Maybe you are, you know, adding more weight to that exercise. Instead of squatting 135, you're squatting 155, right? You could make the reps slower. Like I said, okay, I can't really go any heavier, right? There's no way I can add more weight to this bar, but shit, I'm going to slow down the tempo of these next few sets of squats, right? That'll make it harder. Another real big thing is a form check. If you find yourself doing these little funky things while you are doing exercises, those little funky things are you subconsciously making changes and altercations to the movement to make it easier. Why? Because you start to get a little tired and your body starts to hurt a little bit and your shoulders are burning. And then all of a sudden, instead of doing bicep curls that are nice and really solid, you're kind of just swinging your arm. So if you're always thinking about kind of catch yourself mid set saying, oh shit, 
okay, how do I make this harder? Okay, fuck, I bet if I if I stopped my arm from swinging or if I unhooked my elbow from my body, this bicep curl would be a lot harder. Do it. Whatever the answer is to how do I make this harder, do it. Implement it. If you're doing lunges and you're starting to, you're in a walking lunges and you're flying down the turf and you've got 15 reps, 20 reps, this, that, the other thing, and then all of a sudden you're starting to recognize that it's not that bad. Okay, how do I make it harder? Maybe you have to make sure that your knee is actually tapping the floor every single rep. Maybe you add a little bit more weight. Maybe you hold for about a second at the bottom of each lunge. How do I make this harder mentality? If you can ask yourself that question every single time you are in the gym, in between sets, mid sets, even if you're a real boss, you're going to see a lot more changes and a lot more benefit to the training that you are doing. Again, it's not that you're not doing lunges. It's not that you're not working your leg muscles, but you're not working them to the extent that they need to be worked in order to see the changes you want to see. Your brain is not challenged by two plus two equals four. Your legs are not challenged by body weight walking lunges if you've done that for the last six weeks. How do I make this harder? Challenge yourself to find those small adjustments, even if it is as simple as, you know, you're doing banded pull-ups, find a lighter band. Find a band that's going to assist you less. Find a way to get your chin a half an inch higher up over the bar. Find a way to bring your arms a little bit wider and activate more of your lats. Like you don't have to entirely change the movement and you really don't have to always be adding weight, but there are ways to make things harder. And if you can find those ways, you're going to be very pleased, very sore, but very pleased with the outcome. Last but not least, number six, and this one comes with a little bit of practice. So I don't necessarily suggest this for any beginners uh, where you should just be following the workout program as it is written. But if you are a little bit more advanced through your journey, and again, looking for a little bit more of that push and that little bit more of that conscious awareness of what you're doing in the gym, where you're not just blindly following a plan, you're really in tune with your body and the work you're putting in. Number six, number the, the sixth one to think about while in the gym is training outside of your rep ranges. And I don't always mean that for every set. I don't mean that for every one, but think about it like this. If again, you've got three sets of 10 bicep curls, that is what's written in your workout. That is what you've got planned for today. You do your warm up sets. You're now on your first working set of 10. And all of a sudden you realize at rep eight, rep nine, you got a few more in the tank. You're like, this ain't that bad. Like, I don't think I'm do more train outside of those rep ranges right? Hit an 11th rep, hit a 12th rep, hit a third. If you can still be getting more reps in, that should also be an indication, shit, I can go up a little heavier in weight. So training outside of those based on how you are feeling in the middle of that set. And if you are always someone who can go well above the rep ranges, then yes, we need to go a little bit heavier. But if you're kind of at your max weight and you like know if you jump up to that next set of dumbbells for bicep curls that you're just not even going to be able to curl it at all and the workout says three sets of 10, be okay doing three sets of 15, right? Maybe it's those last five reps, those additional five reps that are really going to get you to the point of that RPE that you want where your arms are moving a little bit slower and you're really putting that work on your bicep. Don't just say, oh, well, it said 10, so I did 10. I can't tell you how many times I used to see this when I was an in-person trainer as well, where I would give them obviously the workout and they'd be there and I'd be counting reps and they're on their eighth rep, they're on their ninth rep. And I'm like, all right, we got three more. And they look at me they're like, but it said three sets of 10. I'm like, yeah, but Sally, this weight is moving way too light. We got to keep going. I'm like why drop the dumbbells down at 10 reps when it wasn't quite challenging enough, right? How do we make this harder? We do a little bit more. We keep going. We're okay with modifying and adjusting, even if it doesn't exactly say that on the piece of paper. 
So if you feel like you're in the middle of your set and you're like, I got three more reps in the tank, do it. Hit those three more reps. Challenge yourself to really, really push your body and be very much intentional with the work that you're doing and know it. This also goes in reverse. If your rep ranges are three sets of 10 and you are squatting and you're on rep number five and you're like, fuck, no, this is not going to happen. Get to six, re-rack that bar. And then now you have a good adjustment to be made. Okay. Do we need to hit this workout at three sets of six and keep this weight here? Like, do I think I can do that? Or do I need to lighten the weight a little bit and really hit those 10 reps? And that's going to depend entirely on what your goals are. Again, muscle size, muscle strength, muscle endurance, X, Y, Z, weight loss, muscle building. That depends on you and your goal. I can't give you the answer to that question. All I can say is I want you guys to consciously think about which option would be harder and go with that one. So maybe those six reps just felt really good. And you're like, fuck, that's just, that is my sweet spot. I feel good right here. I feel strong. That last rep is hard hit it for another two two sets and, and call it a day. So training outside of your rep ranges and being okay with modifying the plan based on also how you're feeling that day. Because hear me out, ladies, if you're in the middle of your period or you're coming up on your period, you're hitting that point in your cycle where you're like, I'm so damn tired and I am so sore and I feel like a weak bitch right now because hear me out, we all get there and that is okay. I had that last week. I was a little bitch in the gym. I almost shed a few tears. It's fine. It's fine. But if you're at that point, be okay with training outside of your rep ranges. Instead of going super duper duper heavy on a squat when you're not feeling super strong, maybe you bump up the reps to 12 to 15 and you go a little lighter. Maybe you bump them up to 20 and you go way lighter. Like it is okay to modify that based on how you are feeling as long as you have the right mindset as to why you are making that adjustment. If you've got absolutely no reason in the book to be making things lighter for today, you're just kind of getting a little tired, call yourself out on that bullshit. But if you have a legitimate reason as to why things should be heavier or things should be lighter, or you do have two more reps in the tank, listen to your body and be okay making those adjustments. So nothing in this life is guaranteed, and I can guarantee you that. But if you do add in these six things and you change the way that you think while you are in the gym, you will see better results from your training you will see a better physique being created. You will see more progress towards your goals, but you have to implement them regularly. So listen to this episode, crank out your workout today with all six of these in mind, but by next week, don't forget about them. And maybe you're someone who has mastered one, two, and five, but you're gonna pay a lot more attention to the rest of them moving forward because yeah, that's the area I need to improve. So if you implement these, you change the way you think about your training. It's not just there to go through the motions. It's not just there to get it done as fast as possible. It's not just there to throw some weight around and get the hell out of there. Be intentional with that time in the gym if you are looking to see better results from the work you are putting in. And I don't know too many people out there who are not looking to see better results from the work they're putting in. I would argue for myself as well, like if I could see 10 times better results for the work I'm putting in, sign me the hell up for that. Because there is a lot of weeks and months where I'm like, I look the exact same. I'm lifting the exact same. I'm not any stronger. I'm not any weaker. What the fuck is going on? Because I've been putting in a lot of work. And that is very frustrating. And I know myself personally, there are a few of these things that I definitely need to improve on. So find which one has called you out that you have been neglecting on or all six of them. Start implementing it in your training this week. Let me know how it's going. And I promise over the course of the next three, six, nine months, you are going to look and feel like an entirely different person. 
And we're going to keep this conversation going in the MRPFBG. Yes, that is the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group that we have created in order to continue the conversation, build up the community of all of you like-minded badasses, and continue to kick some ass in this life. Continue to kick some ass in the gym, in your own life, in your personal development, in your nutrition. Ask questions. We will be chatting all things today's episode over there. So if you want to join in on the fun, tap the link in today's description, and I'll catch you guys over there.